Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello, everyone. Uh, Today's podcast episode is sponsored by my online course, Daily Tending. And this course will help you redefine your relationship with self-care by teaching you how to connect with yourself, tend to your needs, and really build a relationship with yourself that you can deeply trust and rely upon. Over the course of 40 days, I will deliver you 40 emails with 40 opportunities to check in and build the skills that are necessary to have a deep, trustworthy, loving relationship with yourself. And you can find that at my site, maraglatzel.com. And again, the course is called Daily Tending. So welcome, welcome. Today we are talking about this really powerful question that I asked one of my courses this week. And um, I, I run a course called Tend, which is a nine-month course around identifying, honoring, and advocating for your needs. And so, you know, over the course of these nine months, we talk about the ins and outs of taking care of ourselves and figuring out what we need and figuring out how to ask for it. And all of that's done um, in a Facebook group. So I put up the prompts the other day, uh, who do you blame for your needs not being met? And I wanted to share it here because it's such a powerful question. And after you ask yourself that question, there's some really deep and transformative work that you can do around moving through some of that blame, honoring and moving through some of that blame so that you can get to the other side where needs are met. So first, I'm going to just say, that for everybody who um, does is not having their needs tended to on a, on a regular basis, 
There is somebody that we are blaming for that. Whether we're blaming ourselves for not having the skills or the time or the willpower or the follow through, or we're blaming our partner or our kids or our parents or our grandparents or society at large, uh, the 40 hour work week, capitalism, right? We are blaming somebody for the fact that we are not being able to take care of ourselves and able to meet our needs um, or to have our needs met by others. So, you know, if the question, who are you blaming uh, for you not having your needs met, raises your hackles a little bit, you're not the only one. It's a triggering question, but it's an important question too. It is important that we stand toe to toe with whatever obstacle is standing between us and having our needs met. And the first thing that I really want to say about this blame piece is that we are not meeting our needs personally, culturally, for many very valid, true, real, complicated, problematic reasons. You know, it's not just that we can't figure out how to, you know, take a shower or can't figure out how to prioritize moving our bodies or can't batch cook up some healthy, nourishing lunches for us to eat over the course of a week. It's not that there's something wrong with us, that we are unable to make ourselves a priority, but instead that we are, we're raised in a system that um, benefits from us not taking care of ourselves, from, you know, operating within this capitalist system where productivity is king and humans are cogs in this, you know, machine and where we are praised for over delivering, over serving, staying late, bringing work home, uh, saying yes at the expense of saying no to ourselves over and over and over again. And that, that system is met then also with this system of structural and systemic oppression where certain bodies um, certain humans, humans with marginalized identities, black and brown people, queer people, uh, people with disabilities, um, older people, right? That, that there are many of us who are made to feel as though we are less than because of the bodies that we're in. And so, you know, there, there are so many layers here and the way that this gets um, the way that we get indoctrinated with these belief systems begins when we're so young. You know, it may be also that we were raised in families where either um, there was a predominant belief system that it is good to put everyone else first and good to put yourself last if you put yourself at all. Um, that's what it means to work hard. That's what it means to be a good person or conversely or not. Uh, families where we had to diminish or sacrifice our needs in order to feel safe. And as we're learning what it means to be a human when we're children, you know, as we're, we're growing through these developmental stages, at the very beginning, it's pretty inflexible. 
You know, there's a good camp and there's a bad camp and we are sorting the world around us into the good camp and the bad camp. And that's how we're learning. We're learning by close relationship with the people that surround us, media that we're consuming, um, what we're taught in school. And it's important for us to really acknowledge that really acknowledge how on such a base level, we are receiving messages about who we are, our worth, our goodness, what it means to succeed, what it means to be a good person. And those are powerful messages delivered at such a young, tender age that they begin to braid themselves into our DNA practically you know, that, that we, that we learn them and we carry them and then our experiences reflect them, shape them. And so it's no wonder that we get to a point in our adulthood where we feel as though we don't have the skills. We feel as though we don't have the role models. We feel as though we're not, we're not even sure what it might look like to bring ourselves to the center of our lives. And so, you know, doing that would represent such a huge paradigm shift that we feel lost. We feel small in the face of it. And I share all of that to really make clear to you that whomever it is that you blame, whatever it is that you blame for you not getting your needs met, you are right. How you feel is valid. You are right? How you feel is valid. You should have been taught that you matter. You should have been taught that your needs matter. You should have been taught that your emotional health and well-being is more important than anything. You should have been made to feel as though you are important, that the needs of your body are important, that your emotional needs are important. All of us should have been made to feel that way. In an ideal world, all of us are surrounded by healthy relationships with people who are in good working order. And, you know, our, our needs, um, are witnessed and validated, even if they're not met right? Because somebody else has their own capacity. So, you know, you may need something from someone and they may not have the capacity to do it right now. And that's okay. In an ideal world where we're all showing up for this work and um, really uh, bolstered with the belief system that we matter, bolstered with the belief system that we can expect that we our humanity is going to be respected. But that's not the world that many of us are, are, it's not the world that any of us are raised in. I mean, I think that, you know, some families do, um, are able to provide some resiliency in the face of, uh, systemic structural oppression, but that's, you know, that's much less common because we are all immersed in, in this society. So what are we supposed to do? right? Are we, is is it insurmountable? Do we just claim defeat and, and, you know, kind of manage what we can? Mm, I don't, I don't think so. You know, if I did, I, I wouldn't be here talking to you about needs every single week. I wouldn't have made this my life work to tell people things that quite frankly, often they do not want to hear. Um, 
but I so firmly believe that you matter that I have devoted my life to having these conversations. And what is so powerful and so important and it's so healing is that we begin to validate our own experiences, that we begin to really show up for ourselves and say, yes, that totally sucks that that happened to you. It is completely, you know, dehumanizing a lot of the aspects of the world that we live in. It is true. It is true. How you felt was true. Your experience of that was true. Because we have this opportunity to really be a powerful force of healing in our own life when we take stock of how we feel and we validate those feelings. And we have our own back around validating our own personal history, saying, yes, what you experienced in that situation was true. That was real. That was as bad as you thought it was. That impacted you as much as you feel impacted by it. Um, That is true. And, and each and every one of us is responsible for our lives for the quality of our lives, for the trajectory of our lives, for our needs, you know, for meeting them ourselves, for getting them met, for advocating for them, whether or not somebody else has the capacity to help us meet them. Um, that is our personal responsibility. And that, you know, being the sovereign leader of our lives is our birthright. And our sacred responsibility is our number one job. And when we uh, shirk that responsibility because of our lived experience, we are punishing, in effect, punishing ourselves for something that was not our fault at all. And, you know, no matter what the family belief structure was that you were raised in, no matter what the skills of your caregivers, no matter, you know, what society says about you based on your identity, no matter what, um, you know, any of that makes you feel about you, you are still deserving of your needs you are still deserving of your needs being met. You matter. And now you're presented with a second healing opportunity in your relationship with yourself. And that is taking radical responsibility for your needs and, you know, validating for yourself. Like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks that you have to deal with this on top of everything else. It sucks that, you know, perhaps you were in charge of taking care of everybody in your family of origin from an early age. And by the time you got to 18, you were so burnt out on caring for people that you, the idea of having to care for yourself makes you want to kick and scream and just surrender in exhaustion. It sucks that you were set up that way and, and still you are needy, still you matter, still your needs matter. And you're presented with this unique opportunity 
to have your own back and to create a life that reflects you, that supports you, that nourishes you, that inspires you, that makes you feel creatively full, that lights you up like a megawatt bulb. And I think that there's a way that we can take responsibility for that in a way that's gentle and doable. We don't have to change everything. We can start with small changes. My friend Anna Guest Jelly from Curvy Yoga loves to ask the question, how, what can I do to um, feel 10% more comfortable in my body? And I often refer back to that question because I love it just so much, you know, because 10%, that's not, you know, how can I feel 110% better in my body right now? But how can I feel 10% better in my body? Can I put on something that is comfortable and that I like to wear? You know, can I put down my phone? Can I walk outside and take three deep breaths? Can I pour myself a glass of water? Can I wash my face? What can I do? What small shifts can I do to tenderly climb back into my body and reclaim my rightful place as the sovereign leader of my life? How can I have my own back when I want to make decisions instead of looking to everyone else in my life for what's the right or best thing to do? How can I really um, create a, an external environment in my home by hanging a couple of photos up or putting a poem that inspires me on the wall or, you know, painting a wall, a color that I really love? How can I show up for these small actions that teach me the truth that I may never have learned before, the truth that I matter? How can I, by pouring my coffee and making it exactly the right way, or putting my breakfast on a special plate, or sitting down to eat instead of running out the door, or taking five minutes without multitasking and checking my email to brush my teeth and wash my face and look at myself in the mirror and tell myself something nice about myself? How can I, through those small actions, teach myself that I matter, teach myself what it feels like to be taken care of, to be loved? And trust me when I say that you don't need anything outside of yourself to start making these subtle shifts, to start tending to yourself in these almost infinitesimal ways. You have everything that you already need right now. And so when you're ready, when you're ready to take even just a part of that energy that is devoted to blaming other people, um, blaming the system, blaming the culture for the fact that you're not getting your needs met, taking just a smidge of that energy and redirecting it to taking responsibility for your own care. And you don't have to do that perfectly. You can kick and scream. You can pout. You can stomp. You can punch a wall. I mean, don't punch a wall because I don't want you to hurt your hand, but you know what I mean? Punch a pillow. Um, uh, you know, releasing your frustration that you have to be the one that you're tired, that you don't want to be the one, right? Validate your feelings and take care of yourself anyway. Validate your feelings and then do the next 
most doable thing that you can do to show up for yourself, to make yourself feel even just 10% more comfortable in your body, to make yourself feel loved and deserving, to show yourself that you matter. Because no matter what you've been through, no matter who you are, you are allowed to have that. And you have an opportunity in your relationship with yourself to be the one that you have been waiting for, the one who comes in and saves you and protects you and loves you the way that you have always wanted to be saved and protected and loved. And that is so powerful. And it's complicated, right? It's complicated because as I said, you know, in an ideal world, we all are raised with these belief systems baked in, but that's not the truth for so many of us. I'm, I'm, you know, fairly confident that it's not the truth for most people who are listening to this podcast. It's certainly not the truth for me. And so the work then becomes validating our experience and powerfully being our own ally and also showing up, taking responsibility, taking care of ourselves through consistent daily action, putting ourselves at the center of and the top of our to-do lists, making sure that our needs are prioritized and accounted for, and reinforcing that knowing that we're allowed to do that, that it is okay for us to do that by finding community of other humans who are doing the same thing anywhere that you can. That's why I started this podcast. You can sit by me anytime. Um, I will be your community. I will rally support on your behalf always. I will remind you of your deserving every day if you want me to. Um, But it's so important for me that you know that, yeah, things happen to all of us. Yeah, some things that happen to us are much worse than what's happened to other people. And yeah, we are still deserving. We are still needy. We are still deserving of having those needs met. And we can claim responsibility for those needs in ways that are manageable, doable, tender, kind, and support ourselves as we build the energy and momentum and skills to support ourselves in, in far bigger ways than, you know, we were ever taught to believe that was even possible. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support and learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to the needypodcast.com to sign yourself up for revive a gorgeously free five day course, chock full of real self care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. Thank you.